0: Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to the all new Midnight Movie Club. Back with another episode. I said that. Why am I why why would I start like that? Back with another episode. Look, it's a brand new episode of the brand new, all new Midnight Movie Club. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. Filmmaker, director, all that stuff. Uh, you can go follow all the uh, social media, Arrow Films on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, A-R-O-W-E Films, and uh, keep up with the show. I also got the the uh, podcast page on Instagram, Midnight Movie Pod, but no real need to go follow that, but you can if you want to. Uh Got clips, shorts, reels, all that good stuff. And make sure you subscribe, comment, all this type of stuff. So look, uh, man, this is getting tough. We got the holidays. Holidays is actually messing everything up, and I've been super busy. But we're going to jump into this episode, try to keep this thing live and going. Um, Let me make sure. All right. Had to make sure this thing was still recording. Look so um we got all the the uh these interviews and things packaged up with uh the way they need to be packaged um because I got some things that's just kind of been sitting and got in view or conversation with my guest Adam Knapp well we had some audio issues but we're gonna put it out anyway um because I it was a good, it was, it, it was some good stuff. It's actually the episode very early on in the podcast where I said, uh, Stanley Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick is overrated. A lot more detail into that analysis of why I say that, why the people in the YouTube comments are losing their mind behind this statement, and uh, more. So I'm putting that episode out. Then I got these bonus episodes, a slew of bonus episodes to put out the overtime episodes or actually, yeah, I guess we're going to count those overtime episodes and then some more stuff. So, um, look for those coming soon. Now what I'm going to do, I know you can watch the pod exclusive. This episode is not being on video because I just don't want to set this thing up, but, uh, we got other, uh, shows that are exclusively on Spotify. But with these extra episodes, uh, some interviews that I did during the film festival and uh, my man Adam Knapp, the one we lost the audio, I'm actually going to put those out in full on both YouTube and on the Insta- uh, uh, Facebook page. So go follow all those Arrow Films on YouTube, Instagram. all that. look in the show notes, all the information. Oh, as I uh, always say, Uh, I don't like to say uh, Spoiler alert So every episode contains spoilers So if I talk about a movie or a film I'll put that in the show notes So you know what we talk about If you hear the name of a movie come up Just assume we are gonna spoil it So hopefully you watched it If you haven't just skip over it Now Let's see what's going on What's going on Uh, Emmy season is up Coming up For me uh I have a documentary, 65 Minutes, A Greensburg Story, uh, that we've submitted for an Emmy. Hopefully we get nominated. I mean, it's dope to get nominated. So that's what I'm counting on. We're hoping to see me, Jay Prater, Annette Lawless, and Tim May, you know, worked our butts off to make this happen and we got it to happen and it, it's a very emotional uh, documentary you can watch and uh, hopefully enjoy and hopefully the people at the good old Emmys think good enough of it to nominate it and hopefully think even more of it to uh, give it a nice little trophy so that's coming up and then speaking of award shows Golden Globes the Golden Globe nominees have came out for the 2023 nomine- nominations. Where do I start? Because we can jump right into this, into some of the, uh, <coughs> excuse me. This one I understand by the, the the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes are, who is it? The Foreign Associated Press, I think. This is one of our prestigious awards when it comes to TV film, uh, TV film, creative arts. You know, you got the Emmys, you got the Golden Globes, and of course, you got the Oscars. Well, the nominations came out, and last episode, I went on a tirade or tear, if you will, about of a. Little little known movie. You probably heard of it. You probably haven't. Called Avatar. How Avatar is basically overrated. How Avatar basically plays the system, plays the game a little bit. So Avatar is thought of probably a lot more higher in tone than it probably deserves. Not saying it's bad. Not saying it's a bad film at all. Not saying it's not worthy of praise. But maybe. Is not as high, shouldn't be as highly regarded as we give it, especially because of price tag. We know it's an expensive movie. Took a whole lot. It was the first of its kind, but it's also one of those movies that manipulated the system. When we think about uh, gross, gross in film, the price of earnings on a film ticket my bad ticket prices in the time the Avatar came out is different from ticket prices when the sound of music came out different from ticket prices when Titanic came out and the way that things are structured was highly in the bitter field of a movie like Avatar well I feel like I've been vindicated in my argument on that issue of Avatar because Avatar is up for best motion Picture in a drama for the Golden Globe. At the time of recording this episode, at the time of this nomination coming out, Avatar has not have has yet to be seen. Its release date hasn't it hasn't came out yet. It hasn't came out yet. It has barely been mentioned when it was coming out in terms of the date. So somehow, whatever happened, Avatar was given to the foreign press. uh, I shouldn't say the foreign press. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association so that they could screen it and determine if it was good enough to be considered with other movies that did actually come out. The only other movie that came out that's on this list that is relatively released, uh released within, you know, a small amount of time is Tar. That came with uh, Kate Blanchett and that came out uh about less than a month ago, probably a little bit more than a month ago. So Tar and Avatar are two movies that recently came out. Or are fairly new and one of them haven't even came out and is up for best motion picture at the golden globe that's troublesome to me that's bothersome especially if it wins especially if it wins how can this how can this movie win it's almost disrespectful to movies that came out before it because at least you can feel the fanfare. You can feel, you know, that's the part of that pretentiousness in the arts. You know, the, uh, to, to, to say that, hey, we feel as if we have it right enough and our pulse is good enough to know that you guys would actually love this film too. So we're going to go ahead and nominate it for Best Motion Picture Drama for the Golden Globe. We, we, that, we're going to go ahead and decide for you guys. Uh, I know you've seen these other ones like Elvis, Top Gun, uh, The Fablemans. But let's go ahead and throw Avatar in there because he deserved it. It took him almost 10 years to make it. So let's go ahead and just throw that thing out there. That's what that feels like to me. Avatar, I hope he doesn't win. No hate against Avatar, James Cameron uh zoe Saldana and I, everyone else that's a part of it but it just doesn't feel right and it feels like the oscars are on its way for giving it a bunch of nominations for no other for nothing other than the effort that it took to make a, make that film All the pomp and circumstances, all the technology, everything that's going to come with Avatar and the fact that they're like little alien people and all this type of shit is going to warrant it more wars and more knives than it probably should get. Obviously, I haven't seen it because no one's fucking seen it. Like, it's, it's weird to say, like someone said, well, how do you know if it's good if you haven't seen it? Hell, you ain't seen it. Most of us have not seen it. Only those of the privileged few have seen this film. So why? Should it be up for nominations? These things have deadlines. If it was good enough to screen for a nomination, we might as well just put the thing out there so we can decide, so we can agree. And here's another part of that. So, with the Golden Globes are separating two, two, two categories, this is what makes it even more of a joke for me. Best motion picture in a drama, best motion picture in a music or comedy So let me talk, list down the drama Avatar The Fablemans Top Gun, Tar, Elvis Now in motion In musical and comedy Babylon The Banshee of I, I can't say this The Banshe, The Banshees of Initial I can't say it Everything, Everywhere, All at Once The Glass, uh, glass Onion A Knives Out Mystery Sequel to Knives Out in A Triangle of Sadness. So let's, I haven't seen Tar. I know what Tar is relatively about, but the previews don't tell you enough to make you think that you know what it's about. But it's about an orchestra conductor. Elvis, about Elvis. Both of these are sitting in the drama commentary uh, uh, category. Elvis has a bunch of music in it. Don't understand why they wouldn't sit over here with the musical or comedy. Uh, everything, everyone, all at once. See, and I, okay, here it is. Part of the problem here is... um, I don't really even believe these categories. Like, drama has more prestige. So when people look at that category, that's going to feel like it's more catered to being in best motion picture than a musical or comedy. Everything, everywhere, all at once is a musical drama. I'm sorry, comedy, drama. So it walks a line. But I kind of feel like the only real difference between a comedy and a drama, I think it's the same thing, honestly, but I think the only difference between the comedy and the drama is where the joke is, where the joke lands, where the joke sits. Because I'd argue that most comedies, most comedies, well, no, no, not most comedies, good comedies, smart comedies, actually are doing something very unique in their commentary. They're doing something that's very brilliant. They're taking that, that piece that would be dramatic And just turning the corner a little bit to make it something else. To bring out the absurdity versus drama is bringing in the sadness. But it all depends on where the joke is at. So you take something like everything, everywhere, all at once. That thing should probably sit in the drama category. Glass Onion has comedy beats. It's moved fast. It's quick. It's all this type of stuff. But it's still has a very high contextual, contextual drama atmosphere or, 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 or essence about it. But it's in comedy. Elvis is in drama, mostly a musical though. Like it's these things that happen in these award shows that feel so wrong and disrespectful. Feels wrong and disrespectful, because to this same point, uh, a TV show that I honestly love, that I feel like should, you know, have more praise, or have praise within this this world, is Atlanta. FX is Atlanta. What that was doing, what that was, it's such a smart. It was so smart. It was so brilliant. And you would say it's a comedy. You know, but what it was given was something so much more, so much context there, so much uh, commentary there, so much brilliance that in its comedy, it, is it a drama? I, I I don't know. I, I just, it's just something about that segmenting these two things out, especially when a lot of good comedy is really walking a fine line. You know, uh, best television series, um, that that first of all, best limited anthology series Dahmer, The Dropout, P- Pam and Tommy, The White uh, Lotus, Blackbird, all great picks. It's fun to see uh, Dahmer in there. I, I really am interested to see if it wins. But uh, best television series drama, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of Dragons, Ozark, Severance. Not upset with any of those. Those are those are very uh, great pieces best television series musical or comedy now, how many musical fucking television series do you have okay Abbott Elementary The Bear Hacks Only Murders in the Building Wednesday Wednesday just came out hmm Wednesday just came out Uh, Atlanta I believe had two series in one year but Atlanta isn't Abbott Elementary. Now, Abbott Elementary is a pure comedy, for sure. Uh, but it's doing some things that are very on the nose, very atypical. Atlanta, not so much. You know, and Atlanta is really bringing more of the culture, of black culture into the thing, but also the commentary of what America is uh, in it as well. So I feel like, personally, there's just a missed opportunity for another great show, and I feel like it got snubbed. I really do. Now, Earn, uh, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Uh, Donald Glover, best performance in the television series, musical, or comedy, goes to Donald Glover, or, or a nominated Donald Glover as Earn in Atlanta. So at least there's the recognition of it in here, as well as Bill Hader, Steve Martin, Martin Short, uh, Jeremy Allen White. He's up against some bangers, some haters, some stars. I would love to see him win it. But if he win it, it then begs the question to how did the show not get nominated? But these award shows, man, it's hard to tell. And I'm not one of those people that's anti-award show. Um, I'm really all about it. I really love it. Um, It's a great honor at the end of the day to be mentioned. I also believe it's a great honor to be – mentioned because you were snug because at least there is that recognition of, of of what you were bringing to the conversation and you know a lot of these are um or like five num five to six nominations so you know it could have been number seven really could have been but it just you know, again, splitting it between comedy and drama and musical feels not right. Feels like maybe that should just be an overall as well or something to that nature. I, I, I really can't call it. Um, but you know, it's the Golden Globes. Uh all these award shows have their own controversy and dramas. They all have their issues. Um uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna. I, I really don't know what to say. Uh, is there anything that I would put on that list? I mean, obviously, like I said, Atlanta. Uh, uh, what else? I mean, Dahmer. You know, when we get back to television, that Dahmer was a heater, man. That was, you know, they they put real horror into a um, biopic. You know a biopic a biopic or whatever you say I say biopic uh they put it, re- it felt like a horror film and we know how a lot of di- we know how knew how the story end I guess we did with uh the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee uh get together uh, I heard great things about that I couldn't I couldn't finish I didn't really dig it that much but um Dahmer it gave a lot it felt like a horror film and I tell people who want to watch to say, when you watch, you watch the first episode. When you watch the first episode, whatever you feel about that, just know that that shit is gonna escalate by ten. It continues to ramp up. It continues to go, and uh, uh, it is aggressive. And everyone, I don't, and I know people who never finished it, not because it was good uh, bad, because they just they couldn't take it they couldn't take it um uh, but uh man okay i ain't gonna have i ain't gonna i guess i ain't gonna be able to do the show long tonight i just got a text that i got to deal with but we're going to give you some more i actually had something on the list something that came up today that i wanted to talk about about making documentary Um, so we'll take this as the deep part of the podcast. Uh, ah, come on, dog. So, man, I'm starting to feel, I ain't going to cut it. We're going to keep going. Um, so about documentary. So here's the thing about docs. What it was, was uh, I've been working on rebuilding my website. Well, not even rebuilding my, well, I guess I am rebuilding my website, but uh, in addition to that is I got my personal website I've been working on because I've been trying to get my organization and stuff tight. Uh, these, um uh, these up man you know just now i just got another topic i'm gonna look at the time i'm gonna see how long it take me to get on this conversation but uh i got something else i do want to add to this because it really is relative to how i got here you know a lot of a lot of why you know what i'm gonna do it now um you know the podcast uh, one of the tough things about uh, life as a creative person, I create on a regular basis. I literally was telling someone that I edit something every single day. Every day of my life, I'm editing. I'm doing something creative. I'm doing something creative every single day of my life. And, you know, the holidays, I'm doing this for the, for the, I'm doing this for y'all who are like me and listening to this. The holidays is tough. Tough for many reasons. You have this holiday festive season where everyone is joyous. Everyone is kind of in their zone, in their mood, they're spending. They have holiday cheer and jeer and all this type of stuff. And at the same time, if you're in the freelance world, you're in the creative world, a lot of money slows down. A lot of things slow down because people are spending on their loved ones and things like that. And they're, you know, making a, a thing happen. For me. um, It's difficult. And this is the first holiday going through uh, my new show. And I'm trying to figure a lot of things out. About uh, a month ago, my grandfather passed. I don't know if I ever mentioned that on the show, but that was the reason why one episode didn't come out. And ever since then, it's been hard for me to consistently record the pod for different reasons. Uh, one is the motivation. Two things come up between me having to work on these big projects and just not having a moment to sit down and talk. And then I may do it and then want to sit on that edit a little longer. You know, I've talked about, like, I got all these shows in a tuck because I've been recording. Um, And then there's something I deal with around this time. Usually about September it comes up. And now, and I'm sure many other people do. I'm sure many people go through a very similar situation. But I suffer with depression. I have a high-functioning depression, acute uh, depression, anxiety, low-grade anxiety. Um, and then I have seasonal depression. So we're in the seasonal part unfortunately because of a lot of things that i've had happen to go through it makes everything a lot more amplified and then i have these other things that i'm dealing with at the same time so it's like layers and layers and layers and layers and stuff and honestly it makes the podcast not fun it makes creating not fun i have two movies that i can't finish because mentally i just do not have the focus to finish them um i originally wanted to talk about this thing about documentary and learning and all this type of stuff but as i was talking uh, 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 uh trying to get to it and trying to work my way into like the part where you find your motivation I realized like, oh, I need to talk about the real thing I'm actually dealing with. And so I just threw away the whole documentary topic. I'll do it next time for this one. This wasn't a part of the list of things I wanted to talk about in this short period of time, but I am. And um, going through, I just had a conversation and they were trying to help me. And that's the hard part about this is like, Everyone's trying to help me through, one, the reality that I, I have where I don't honestly know my future right now. That's the uncertainty that I'm currently living with. And then there's the part where I think irrationally about the world and life and what I have to deal with because of the depression, the part that I can't control the part where I am making unreasonable. I have unreasonable. um, Perceptions and point of views about what life is because my mind is telling me something is true that part of me knows isn't true. I had a friend I was talking to that was trying to help. And they're telling me, you know what I do when I don't feel too good? Which is nice, which is cool. And I listen to and and they say what they said. And I've grown used to people doing this. Telling me what they do when they get when they're down. Depression isn't being down. It's not what I'm going through. I'm not down. I can go out there and smile and cheese and do everything with people, and no one will ever know that there is a thing going on, it's a thing, a suffering thing. So I love this movie, Smile, so much. People won't know that there's a suffering that's happening. So for me, it isn't, oh, let me go book a room, get out of my element, and I'll be better. It's literally waiting, just waiting to get through it. I don't, my day doesn't stop. I don't perform any less. I don't put any less effort. I just don't feel the same in circumstances that I wish were better. You know, Um, so I've grown used to people doing this, so I listen. And then I don't comment. I just say, oh, that's dope. And I move forward. Because people won't understand. And I know it's a torturous, a treacherous, a treacherous, torturous, a torturous thing for creative people because it's so debilitating. It's so tough and aggressive and handcuffing and suffering because all we do is work through our mind. We work through how do we get to the thing? we Like it's just a constant working on and working through and trying to get by and all this, excuse me, all this shit. And then when you have this thing that's beating you up, it's like hard to create because it's hard to focus. It's hard to see. It's hard to believe yourself when you think something is bad. It's hard to believe yourself when you think something is good. It's suffering. And the holidays do it to not just me. It does it to a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of creatives suffer through this. It's like, what do you do? how do you deal you watch everyone enjoy this you watch people buy things you hear the music you deal with life you then you you create this narrative you create all these stories like that's why i kind of feel like those mentally ill people are some of the greatest storytellers because they're telling themselves stories all the time. They're creating this narrative in their head on a regular daily basis. They're suffering. And they can, and these people end up you know, horror movie writers, thriller writers, all this type of stuff, because they are actually channel channeling those hard parts, those ugly parts, those scary parts and just regurgitating it back to the people. So you can feel the anxiety, the rush, the tension of this, uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, I don't know the the fright, the fear, all this. They we want you to feel what we feel through the art of story. Usually that comes when we get to the other side of it. Because, you know, if you try to create while you're in it, it isn't easy as well. And that's what I've been kind of going through. So I'll sit here, I'll set up, I get ready to do the show, and I just start feeling it. Because it's like, what I'm going to say, no one wants to hear this. What I'm going to say, no one's listening. What I'm going to say, Who? why do you think that you're the voice of that can get in these, that have this these talks? I go through all that. I beat myself throughout all this all the time when I'm in this state. And so it made it hard to be consistent. It makes it hard to want to record. It's hard to record right now. I just got to a message that is like ah one more thing to deal with I have a movie that i feel really 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 good about i can't finish it because mentally i'm not there I have another movie i feel really 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 okay about i can't finish it because mentally i'm not there i feel like so many of these things are really in just just disturbing my peace So many parts of this podcast, man, is is developed. I have the ideas. I have everyone's waiting for me to pull the trick, and I just do not have it. I don't have it. Whatever the it is is just not there. And I'm trying to find it. I'm I'm trying to get there. And look, I only tell this, I only talk about this because I feel like it's important for people to know that if they're going through the same thing. Me too. And it sucks. It's always going to suck. That doesn't mean give up, though. We keep going. We keep trekking. We keep waiting. You know, and you got, and waiting doesn't mean do nothing. Waiting means day by day. Keep doing it. Keep putting your shoes on. Keep getting dressed. Keep going to work. Keep creating keep working keep the muscle memory muscle memory active don't let it atrophy and eventually you'll be out of it you'll be able to exhale and next thing you know you're being you're giving your best self to the best moments until the next moment until the next fall that's the unfortunate part about having a mental health disorder is that it comes back there's no cure it's never over. You're just working until you get attacked again. You don't prepare for it. You don't wait for it to happen. It's going to happen. You just got to figure out what to do until then. And the holidays is one of those moments where it feels deeper for a lot of people. They rush back to back. We hit Thanksgiving. We hit. Christmas, we hit New Year's, you hit Valentine's Day. Everything is big, bold, festive, and it's just over and 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 over. And it's mind numbing. This is one of those episodes where it's really just therapy. It's really just me talking to myself, getting it out. And you just get to hear it. So, look, next episode, well, we got a few. You Look, the feed is going to boom fairly quickly because I'm just going to dump a lot of uh content all at once. I'm going to try to space it out um just a little bit. So I'm going to give you a lot to hold it over in case, you know, we just take a chill pill for the holidays. But I'm going to give enough – that is going to be some original stuff. It's going to be some great conversations. It's going to be, um, you know, we got, a movie produ- we got a couple movie producers. One from uh, being BB, a documentary about a trans, uh, not trans, I'm sorry. That's, that was wrong. From a cross-dresser, a ah, drag queen. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry about all of that. I'm trying to get it right a drag queen who won RuPaul's uh, drag race, who went back home and basically they weren't fucking with the shit. So we got an interview with the director of that one who followed BB for, what, five, six years. We got the producer of several, several great, um, Films. One of my favorite films is The Dark and the Wicked. Horror film that you should watch. Everyone should watch. I love it. I love it a lot. It's one of my favorites. It's my top five right now. also, um, uh, produced a great film called, um, the shit, the killing. Oh, man. What is it called? Uh... God, I ain't gonna remember. I saw it so long ago. That's the thing. The, oh, uh, uh Kenneth Chamber, the killing, of K- the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain, phenomenal movie. Anyway, the producer of those two films will be on. Uh, we we had a conversation with them. Who else? I got my man Lance, um, uh, who produced a prison reform documentary called uh, "The Last Step" about uh. The last step, basically the only bipartisan bill Donald Trump uh, signed, and it was over prison reform, and it was about the quest of getting him to sign that and everything that came with that. Great, great, great film. Uh, stars Van Jones of CNN, uh, activist and political reporter uh, uh, for CNN, or political analyst talking head for CNN anyway interview with him like I'm saying we got some bangers that's in the tuck and then we got another one with Taylor Bozer who came on we talked about some Colts stuff and then I still have uh, this won't come out to next year but the uh, screening room I got to get over the next year I got to get over the year before we can really get that thing out because I want to give it attention it's super dope but men, like I said with this whole mental thing, I'm not. I just I don't want to put the capital in to, to promote something when I'm not mentally there. But all this stuff is gonna be a dump between now and the new year, so it's gonna be plenty of content. But we're gonna get out of here because I gotta go handle some things. Make sure you like, subscribe, all the stuff the other podcasters tell you to do that you should know I do. Make sure you review and the next episode, we're going to get into, into the next live episode, at least. We're going to get into some more conversation and talk. I'm probably going to have a guest on, and we'll just go from there. But anybody who's dealing with you know some mental health issues, depression, anxiety, all this stuff, all I'm going to say is I support you. I understand. It ain't it. it doesn't get better. It's tough. You just got to take it a day at a time. Keep, keep in the game. I'm with you. We all fight together. And... Uh, till next time. Thanks for joining the club.